2: Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com.
1: Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. I'm the host. It's our 14th year on Heritage Radio Network. And... You know, more and more, when when I'm out drinking and I I want something besides craft beer, I'm choosing quality hard dry cider. So we're going to talk about the upcoming Cider Week in New York and some some of the special events and and some of the backstory on on some of the organizers. So let's go around the room and um, we'll, you guys will introduce each other. Start with Scott and then Rachel.
3: Excellent. Hey, Jimmy, thanks so much for having us tonight. This is great. Um, I'm Scott Ramsey, and I'm the executive director of the New York Cider Association. And I'll let Rachel introduce herself.
4: Um, hey, Jimmy, thanks for having me. I'm Rachel Fryer. I am uh, a Cider Week producer, um, events producer in general, and cheesemonger. Uh, yeah, cheesemonger at large.
1: <laughs> well, you guys, you both been really important to me. You know, back in 2011, there was the first cider week New York, and that was back when it was run by folks at Glenwood, and it's come a long way. There's there's so many more producers and events, and um you know, so many things stopped or just paused during the pandemic back in 2020, and it seems like from that, Scott, you you came back with a stronger, better cider week. So. Let's talk about, you know, the last few years and just kind of what you've done um, with with Cider Week, just to get us all
3: on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the story goes that I uh, joined the New York Cider Association as the executive director on September 1st of 2020. Or, yeah, I'm sorry, March 1st of 2020. So, if you can remember what time that was, um, it was it was nuts. The world kind of fell apart. So I walked in the door and everything changed. Um, Rachel was a tremendous help that year. We did we just flipped all of cider week and went virtual, which was a crazy uphill uh, task. But it was really awesome because we established a YouTube channel for the New York Cider Association. We created all of these really amazing virtual events with some of our. Presenting sponsors, Glenwood, did a really awesome chef and cider pairing that was all virtual. So it was, um, it was a really interesting time. And again, Rachel was just tremendously helpful in that. Um, and everybody rallied, and we did it virtually for that first year. By the end of the year, at that time, cider weeks were still regional events. So we had a Hudson Valley week that happened first in June. We then had a Finger Lakes week that I believe was in October. And then we had a New York City week that was in November. So by the time we were into November, we were having some in-person stuff we were having some in-person events, but, um, still not fully robust. And then, um, the next year, I think Rachel, was it in 2021 that we shifted to statewide? I can't remember if it was 21 yes. or 22. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, it was
4: 21, yeah.
3: Yeah. So after, you know, the, the cider industry has grown tremendously in New York State, as you know, Jimmy. Um, you know, And so when Cider Week really started about 13 years ago, there were just a handful of cideries. And now there's over 125 licensed hard cider producers in the state. So the industry's grown tremendously. There's a lot more going on when we have Cider Weeks. So we wanted to kind of scale our efforts, and we decided that it was time to take Cider Week and go statewide with it. So we came up with this plan to have a Cider Week in May. So it's the first two Saturdays in May. And it's happening literally anywhere you go in New York State. You're never more than a few miles from some sort of really fun, interesting Cider Week celebration during Cider Week.
1: Rachel, what do you think about the evolution of Cider Week New York? Because I think it's great.
3: Um, yeah,
4: I mean, it's. A, I think it's a natural evolution. Um, you know, we had a little hiccup um, during pan- the pandemic and the, the the beginning that Scott mentioned with the virtual Um, Which I think, you know, in the beginning we panicked (laughs) and we're like, how are we going to do this? Um, But everyone did rally, as Scott mentions, And, um, you know, going virtual was really interesting because it encouraged um, certain, you know, cider producers that may have not embraced, you know, the power of virtual and and, and social media um, and just online um, presentation to embrace it and to, you know, develop that for themselves and their brand. Um, and you know, the New York cider, um, YouTube channel is, um, still alive and kicking. And that's a great, great, like kind of library of, um, you know, cider content, which is available now. And I feel like, you know, it's a great point. Scott, you know, just said anywhere you go right now, we're celebrating cider week statewide. Um, so really, you know, it, it, it feels like a natural progression and I definitely think it, it makes a lot of sense.
1: Rachel, um, you know I've met you a few years before all this, um, and I know that you were an event producer. You were always involved with cheese and cider. Let's talk a little bit about about your background. You know, and and and, and you know some of the early jobs you had, and just your career path, because you're really like one of the stars of of uh, New York cheese and cider.
4: Oh, thanks, Jimmy. Um, yeah, my career path—that's interesting. So. Back in the day, I actually came from uh, music production and uh, nightlife and um, DJing and producing, you know, uh, music events. Um, and you know, I kind of wanted a little uh, change in scenery, so I decided to go uh, into the restaurant and hospitality business. Um, Little did I know it was the same hours. I was still up till three in the morning, <laughs> you know, kicking out or cutting off like drunk people at the restaurants. Um, but yeah, I've always had a passion for food and, you know, jumped into uh, the restaurant hospitality industry and, you know, as a manager and general manager. And fast forward, I encountered um, a, one of my jobs, um, cheese counter and cheesemonger at um choice green back in the day I was their general manager and just kind of fell in love with cheese and the stories behind cheese and met my first official cheese monger and you know i just spent most of my time at choice green behind the cheese counter you know tasting cheese with him um so fast forward i decided to work in cheese I went to Murray's Cheese Bar. Um, they were uh, Murray's Cheese in Manhattan was opening up a cheese restaurant. Um, they were hiring restaurant professionals, and I basically begged them to hire me because I needed to learn about cheese and I had all the restaurant experience. <laughs> um, so and Tia every Kine- every
1: year they they always had like a stellar uh, lineup of events for Cider Week too, didn't they?
4: Exactly. Exactly. So they had an amazing, you know, the Tia Keenan and Aristo, um, her husband. They, he was the main psalm for Michael White's restaurants. He put together the initial uh, beverage list for Murray's Cheese Bar, and I remember us training on like 70 wines, and like they had cider on the menu. And for me, that was really the first time I encountered hard cider, which was like 2012. Um, I may have had like a woodchuck before, but he had, you know, um, he had a French cider from, uh, Normandy. He had, uh, it's a a Basque style cider. And he had, I want to say he had, um, foggy Ridge potentially, wow. uh, cider on there. Um, if I remember correctly. And that was my first encounter with, oh my God, what are these different cider styles? It's so interesting. Um, fast forward, I, you know, um, he, he moved on and other people came and ran that, um, menu. Um, but at some point I took over the beverage list and, um, that's when like New York cider kind of like, um, started rolling into the restaurant. And, you know, I met Steve Seelen from South Hill Cider, Melissa Madden from Finger Lake Cider house back in the day. I met Eleanor Leger from Eden, you know, all the characters, and just fell head over heels. All the great producers cider. too. Wow. Yeah, and cider week. Cider week was so great. You know, Jen Smith and getting to know the Glenwood folk and going to the cider weeks back in Astor Place at the day and um, started doing cheese events for for the cider weeks. Um, and really, just you know, cider and cheese became my thing. I I love it so much. It pairs so well. Um, and eventually, here I am. I'm now in the Finger Lakes, living in cider country
1: um, and yeah, loving every minute of it. Wow. Well, just one thing you said, it, it's resonates with people talking about turning people on to craft beer. It's the same to me as turning people on to hard cider. And I really feel like you have to start with the traditions. And you mentioned, you know, uh, certain kinds of Spanish cider and, and, and Normandy French ciders. And then there's the English style. And a lot of people are talking about, you know, there's so many great traditions and, and wine and beer and cider that you don't need alcohol, pop or whatever they call it, you know? Um, right. so that, that was neat. That that's neat. And I, I, and I just want to let people know, yes, go out and try the go out and try the traditional regions first and traditional styles and you will be blown away. Um, so, you know, you mentioned a couple of people like, M- um, Melissa Madden and Steve Sellen, the Finger Lakes is is really a unique place. And I think for a while, I, I always associated you know this resurgence of of cider with the finger lakes um tell us about your time up there and and just some of the projects you might have worked on or just epiphanies you've had because that that's kind of like the mecca isn't it
4: um it's definitely definitely the mecca you know um for me personally um i think for a lot more people in the cider world um i think um yeah just um i think it was actually um Eve cider. It was Eve cider. It was autumn cider that, um, really was one of the first, um, dry ciders that I tried potentially at a cider week and and Steve's and, and South Hill cider that I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what am I drinking? Um, why do these two kind of like connect in my brain? Um, you know, Finger Lake Cider House as well. I was like, there's something there's, there's almost like this, like, um, style. There's a style that's happening that I can almost like, you know, wrap my head around from the Finger Lakes. It was very different back in the day than the styles that were, you know, anywhere else. And it just, you know, cider is meant to be enjoyed with food. And to me, it was just a beautiful and natural, like to discover the, this, this style of like high acid and dry, um, you know, a lot of champagne style, just such a beautiful pairing with cheese. Um, I started coming up to the Finger Lakes, this area during, um, Cider Week and like a little bit after Cider Week, you know, throughout the year doing pop-up cheese events with the cider producers here, um, used to do them with Melissa at the Finger Lakes Cider House, now with Steve, it's, um, uh, um, at South Hill. And it was just such an amazing experience. Um, and to see, for me, it was, you know, I'm a city girl. So for me to just to get to know the farms and like the whole kind of like ecosystem here of the cider producers and the farms and the producers of, you know, all this beautiful food and beverage, like just living together. It just made really great sense to me. Um, And that kind of, it kind of brought together the whole experience of eating food and drink that was grown together, which is kind of like one of the things we always talk about in the cheese world, you know, terroir and like, you know, cheese from a certain place, pairing with, you know, it was a whole experience for me. And it's just really, really a beautiful, beautiful situation.
1: (laughs) No, that's great intro. I was gonna say that what I loved about Cider Week, especially those first few years, was that it was really the only time of year that like at, at, at at my beer bar, Jamie's number 43, I would usually stock up on those rare indie ciders, especially from upstate. So we'd get, you know, things from the capital region and particularly from finger Lakes, I remember Steve Sullen came down with his pack basket and I, and I, I still kept, I always had kept a few bottles for fears and, and Aaron Burr, you know, Andy Brennan from Aaron Burr. So it's pretty, it's pretty special. You know, it's really, uh, I, I can't like, how would you describe the impact of cider week? Because I feel like if cider week had never started, I don't think that, that we'd even be talking about hard cider right now. <laughs>
4: Right. And, you know, Cider Week, you know, was the brainchild of, you know, Glenwood, And, you know, back in the day, it was like, you know, Jen Smith and like Sarah Grady. Sarah and like, Grady. You know, and like Ryan Burke, you know, at, at, at Angry Orchard, you know, contributed a lot to this. And really, I think it's just, you know, that celebration of Um, You know, it's a time where, yes, the cider producers can shine and, you know, offer cider, their cider. But it's also an opportunity for the restaurants and the bars and the retail shops to tell that story and to host cider cider dinners and, you know, really shine a light on like New York ciders. And and it's such a, you know, people are always looking for local product and like here's local beverage that's happening that's really special and unique to this, you know, to the state. Um, and recognized as something special and unique to the state. So for you know Cider Week to happen to let like restaurants and bars and shops tell that story is really really fantastic. Um, it's
1: amazing. From twenty eleven now twelve years in, went from basically you had never tried hard cider, I'd probably hardly tried any, to right. to us like making it an important part of our lives. I just want to give one shout out uh, Scott Ramsey. He's the director of uh, Cider Week. New York Insider Association in New York. Um, fortunately, it looks like he's had some technical difficulties. We're doing remote recording, so I'm in one spot. New England, and where are you, Rachel?
4: Um, I'm in Trumansburg, right, right outside of Ithaca. That's yeah, great. I'm, where do you think Scott I, is? I have no idea where Scott is. He might be in the Hudson Valley. He lives in Beacon, so oops, too much information, but he's, he might be in the <laughs> Hudson Valley. He's all over
1: the place. He's Let's all over go, the place. Go. Let's go through the list, so, like with the cider week coming up, you know first i'll give my pitch um I'm hosting again the cider feast event in brooklyn it's October seventh and i and I feel like that's that's a, a different kind of event because it's in New York city it's a larger festival where there's different producers we even have uh spanish and and French ciders, as well as some other ciders from around the country as well as as well as New York in fact, last year, I know we had I was really proud of the New York lineup just because one thing with Cider Week is that so many of the cideries themselves are activating their their cideries and people are going there. So they have right. their own events. So there's not as much in New York City as there used to be. So like just last year, for example, at Cider Feast, big shout out to Indian Ladder um, from up by the Capital Region, Wayside, which is uh, in the Catskills, Brooklyn Cider House, which is Hudson Valley and Original Sin Cider angry orchard walden and then also uh po'boy it's called po'boy brewery they make cider as well so this is a short little snippet of uh and and orchard hill as well i mean that's just a short snippet of all the cideries and that that it came to cider feast but you know from different cider weeks over the year like way out in in buffalo area oaks uh oaks winery with steampunk
3: Um,
1: oh yeah yeah let's tell let's mention a couple other cideries that 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 we don't always see in New York City that that are being impacted by cider week.
4: I mean, yeah, there are um, definitely. Um, it's you know, to me, the the New York Cider Association they're working on on the website. There's a really cool map, Jimmy, that you know they've been working in the last couple of years to like populate. So you can actually go on their map, and you can actually see all the cideries across the state that you know are. Are around you can actually you know plan um plan trips around it and discover new ones and i think they're also um launching a map uh, sorry an app um that you can actually you know have in your phone and like hey i'm going to this part of the state what cider makers are around me which is really cool um, but yeah, there are some new cideries that are, you know, participating in Cider Week this year, and I have to say, to you know, Scott's the one out there who literally are, you know, reaching out with the New York Cider Association, you know, throughout the year, you know, getting these cideries to, you know, partake in uh, the New York Cider Association and in Cider Week. But like Bedrock Cidery in Marlboro, New York, like I, I haven't even tried them yet. I'm, I'm excited to go and try these ciders. Um, You know, we have Western New York, we have um, Clarksburg Cider. They're doing a festival also through this um, um, Cider Week, um, which will include a lot of the Western New York cider makers, which we're not too familiar with, because a lot of these cideries are also regional. So we don't necessarily like get them down in the city. So it's actually an amazing time to like, you know, get on the map, go explore. It's a beautiful time of the year, you know, peep some leaves you know roll around in some pumpkin pumpkin patches (laughs) and visit a cidery you know in a place you haven't been before um you know it seems
1: that when since scott came in and you um the cider week has taken a page from the the new york state wine uh wine trails where it's like you're trying to get people to actually go to the the cideries
4: Right. So the the Finger Lakes um, Cideries actually just launched a Finger Lakes Cider Trail, um, which is kind of cool. They're kind of just doing it, doing it on their own. But um, I know that Scott is also launching, um, which I'm not sure if it's going to be ready for this Cider Week, uh, but, you know, definitely sign up and, you know, stay tuned. But um, he's launching a statewide Cider Trail as well, um, which will include, of course, the Finger Lakes Cider Trail, but um, or at least, you know, the Cideries. Um, but, yeah, those things are emerging, and it's really an amazing tool to be able to, like, discover, like, you know, our state's, you know, riches, as I would like to say, you know, beautiful ciders made from, you know, um, in New York State.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Rachel, I yeah. know you're, you're you're an accomplished person in the industry now. Um, just a few basic questions. Like, mm-hmm. in the industry, you know, hard cider industry in New York. Are there any type of of judging competitions or awards or are are there already existing ones like the Good Food Awards that people um, are, are looking to?
4: There are, you know, um there is the um I think it's called the International I'm honestly can't remember it right now, Jimmy. Um it is <laughs> it is a it is a it happens every year up in Rochester. I, it has, I mean, there's the ones that are outside of New York state, which is Glencap, which is, you know, um, a really respected, um, uh, cider competition. Um, but what is it called? The international, I'm going to have to edit this out.
1: <laughs> we don't, uh, we don't edit. <laughs> uh,
4: I can't remember exactly what it's called. The international cider awards. Um, and it is, I, I actually was, a, it's embarrassing. Cause I was a judge. So, yes, it is called the International Cider Awards, and it happens once a year um, in, um, I want to say, no, that's not what it's called. I'm sorry, but it happens in Rochester, um, and, yeah, the, the I would say the most prestigious one is the one that happens in Glencap, um, and, you know, there's um, CiderCon, which happens every year, which is kind of, you know, just a huge celebration of cider. Um, it's not an official competition, but. You definitely
1: want your cider there if you're a cider maker yeah and, and like uh, other other things like you know, i want to get into the new business you have but also like just just how do you describe ciders to people because for me i'm like i think of things like fine cider harvest cider dry cider most people are want to try cider i feel like one thing i love about doing events like cider feast is that when people are at a cider event they want to try everything
4: Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, people still have the idea that cider is supposed to be sweet um, for the most part, but there's a lot more people that have discovered like dry ciders. Um, And I feel like the natural wine movement has kind of like, you know, helped that along because, you know, a lot of ciders are made in in that vein of like natural production. Um, And I feel like that's been a great exposure to like, you know, I want to say wine people um, to really give some more, you know you know, second look at cider and try it and discover like all these really great um, styles that are just like wine styles, you know, like champagne method. Um, and then you have like dry still ciders. It's not just sweet anymore. Um, I, I when people ask me, you know, oh, cider, I've never had a cider. I'm like, well, do you like, you know, do you like wine? Do you drink wine? And then I, you know, always, always talk about the like dry, like sparkling styles. Um, um, you know, People sometimes like to compare it to like, I don't know, like kombucha or like beers, but I don't think that's really right. I, I, I think I like to compare it more to, you know, except there are some cider styles that are flavored and hopped where that's, that's, that's really great. But I like to, you know, uh, compare it more to like wine styles and, you know, it's, it's basically fermented apple juice, like, just like, just like grapes. Um, back in the day at cheese bar, people would order um, a prosecco. You know, it's a perativo hour. They're eating cheese. They yeah. order a prosecco for me, and I'd be, I'll be right back. When I was working the floor, and I would come back with like a sparkling style dry cider, and just pour it in their glass for a taste, and walk away. I wouldn't say a word. And <laughs> I'd come back, and they'd be like, Oh, that was really delicious. I'll have a glass of that. I'm like, Great! It is a sparkling cider from upstate New York. <laughs> they would be like, What? <laughs> Um, you know, so it's, that's my, that's my style. That's my way of always like really, um, getting people to understand cider more in particular, the ciders that are made in the style of wine.
1: Yeah. You have to taste it, right?
4: You gotta taste it. You gotta taste through it. You know, there, you know, there's some phenomenal ciders out there that, you know, may be considered like a little off dry and, you know, that really sh- shine a light on like the beautiful like cider fruit. There are like styles that are like funky, you know, there's a cidra style, you know, it's a Spanish um, acidic style cider, you know, it's, 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 there's, there's a cider out there for everyone.
1: Yeah. Just for me, like little snapshots of cider week, I remember the the first couple of years just trying a range of ciders. And then it seemed like by about 2016, 2017, I'd have a full lineup of really good dry sparkling ciders, <laughs> and then then the the a, a good customer would come in and say, "That's great, but where's the really the the really you know dry C- cedra type cider?" Right. So it it made me realize that there's so many different styles of cider, and again, it was back to traditions and, right. and 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 really being open to the fact that it's. It's like a gift, you know. This apple is a gift. There must be some really cool people in your world who who are like pomologists and apple people. And I know you were working on something before. You know, you've you've had your hand in this a lot, and you've gone really deep. Is there is there like one thing you want to want to give a shout out to before we talk about your new business?
4: Um. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of incredible people doing incredible work in cider. Like, you know, it's just. It's, it's, it's like you said, like apples are magical. Um, there's just so many there, you know, they really captivate people and, you know, their attention and there's, you know, there's a really cool project happening, um, by Greg Peck from Cornell, um, with, uh, Maria Kennedy. Um, and they're doing like, uh, an amazing research project and diving deep and they've been working on it for quite a couple of years now, um, researching, um apples, foraged apples, um, forage apples and wild apples and ciders, you know, interviewing statewide, um, ciders, um, that are made from forage fruit and wild fruit and doing like a lot of in-depth research that will, you know, eventually come out and be available, you know, um, for everyone, but in particular for, you know, growers and, uh, sorry, uh, producers. Um, and I think it's really, really amazing and fascinating work that they're doing. Um, um yeah definitely a shout out to that project
1: wow hey you know we're off to a great start we're going to take a short break we'll come back and talk more with rachel on beer sessions radio all right
2: this episode is brought to you by roberta's home of heritage radio network roberta's was founded in bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country
1: Hey, hey welcome back to beer sessions radio on heritage radio network support us become a member at heritage radio we're talking with rachel Freyer from um, cider week new york and other things she's one of those uh, inspired people who uh through one of, some of the early cider weeks in new york really took to the world of hard cider and and uh Doing some cool things with cheese as well. So, Rachel, t- tell us about your new job. <laughs> Scott Ramsey started the conversation by saying, You got to ask Rachel about her new job.
4: Um, well, it's so I'm, yes, I'm originally a cheesemonger by. Well, I consider myself a cheesemonger by trade. Um, um and I um started a social cheese club, which basically it's called the cheese club, cheeseclub.com. Um and it is a social club for people who love cheese. Um right now currently I have about like 200 members and you kind of sign up, it's free. Um and the idea is to host um social uh cheese events. Um, you know, I'm not, you know, there are a lot of cheese clubs out there that are, you know, producers offer that you get a cheese box to your house. This is a little bit different. Like you get newsletters with events that are happening around you. And, um, basically it's, 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 you know, and it's always, obviously, you know, most of the cheese events involve, um, you know, pop up at wineries, at cideries, at, you know, um, uh, local restaurants, however, whatever, um, but, you know, different spaces and the idea is to come together and like, you know, with cheese at, at the heart, always something like delicious to eat, but, you know, to just like kind of socialize around cheese and like discovering new cheese and new cheese traditions and new ways to eat cheese and drink cider or drink wine. Um, and there's another aspect to the, to um, the cheese club, which is a global cheese map. Um, so I'm basically um, creating a online um, uh, cheese map that you can discover cheese shops and cheese producers all over the world. So wherever you want to travel, um, you know, going going to Madrid, let me check the map. Oh, there's a cheese shop happening and there's a calendar of events. So, the, oh, is there a cheese you know, event happening in Madrid while I'm traveling or is there something happening in Michigan? Oh, let me check the cheese map. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a really fun project. And, you know, at some point when we finish populating with, you know, not finished, but like at a lot, you know, a lot of cheese shops up there and cheese producers, I will add on the adjacent industries, which include, you know, hey, check out this cidery, you know, and like they are having a cheese and cider event. So it's really a way to connect travelers and people, you know, that love cheese and love, you know, eating cheese and enjoying cheese and celebrating cheese. Um, it's kind of like this global cheese network.
1: You know, the <laughs> cheese is really amazing because <laughs> I could just literally—I was just thinking of a, a certain cheese that I love, this fresh feta from a local farmer I know who's doing a nice job—and I can basically just eat the whole container, yeah—and <laughs> and just the simplest of things, little crackers or, or a little bit of fruit, and I don't need anything else. But that—but then there's also like there's a lot of classic dishes that that are using cheese as well. Um, so there's not really an end to this, is there? It's it's like there's so many different flavors and and exactly. cooking techniques.
4: Yeah. Oh my God. There's so many. You know, and when you start to travel and like you're 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 you know off the beaten path and you discover all these regional cheeses that are made all over. You know, not just Europe, but here as well. Like there are. You know, it's it's almost like you know at least once every few weeks someone says, "Hey, have you tried this cheese?" That's happening. You know, like four lakes down on the Finger Lakes, you know, Uh, the small little cheese producer and like, no, I haven't yet. You know, there's just so many out there. So many different, you know, if you, yeah, it's, it's a never ending. And like think about Italy and all the regional cheeses there and, you know, France and all the cheeses there. It's like, you can spend a lifetime, which, Oh wait, I think I'm doing that. Spending a lifetime (laughs) discovering (laughs) cheese and celebrating cheese. Uh, But I feel kind of the same with, you know, with cider as well, you know, Um, maybe there's a number that's capped at the moment, but still, I feel like, you know, it's just like wine every year's vintage is different. You know, it depends on like that year's crop and like, it's, you know, it's, that's what keeps these, these like live foods, you know, alive and exciting for us, you know? Um, yeah.
1: So so let's, let's do a little cheese club cider and cheese pairing. So pick a place. (laughs)
4: <laughs> okay, let's do what, it. What
1: are, we, what are we drinking? Oh, my God. And what's the cheese?
4: That's a great question, Jimmy. Um, I would have to say I am going to drink. I'm going to eat. So, uh, Live your Run Dairy here, which is an interlaken little six-minute drive for me. I'm going to eat their Finger Lakes Gold, which is uh, aged goat cheese. Um, it is an original recipe by them, and I love it dearly. I love it so, so much. and I the cider I'm going to drink it with. This is a great question. Oh my goodness. Um, it's going to have to be, uh, let's see. Oh my God. Um, so Eve Cidery just put out a beautiful rosé. Um, it actually has a little bit of, uh Grape, grapes, um, like a skin contact grape wine, um, with um, from Damiani, and I just had this the other day, and I really like to drink this rosé with you, Jimmy, and have a little bite of the Finger Lakes gold together.
1: Yeah, and that is wow.
4: that is a little, yeah, a little taste of the Finger Lakes right there.
1: Well, I will tell you what, if if you want to promote Cheese Club, and you can make it, you make it down to New York City for October seventh Cider Feast.
4: I we could, I, we could
1: I th- preview it.
4: I think it's going to happen. But you also
1: I'd love it. I also feel like you're going to be so busy up 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 in the finger lakes too. So I'm going to cross my fingers for you to come down.
4: Yeah, there's a really robust, you know, um it's a little bit early, but the events are rolling into, you know, Center Week uh, events calendar. Um, you know, there's South Hill Ciders doing their Cider Fest, which is showcasing um, all the local cider makers. And, you know, there's something happening in the Hudson Valley as well. The Big Sip, which is all celebrating um, ciders alongside other bev- craft beverages. And yeah, it's going to it's going to I think it's going to be a really robust cider week.
1: Oh wow! When and where is the big sip? Do you know? That sounds really cool. Um,
4: the big sip is on the calendar, Jimmy. Let me. Uh, it is. I want to say the seventh and the eighth. It's two days. Yeah, October seventh and October eighth. Um, yeah. So I want to say people are going to have to go to cider feast in in Brooklyn on the seventh, and then go to the big sip on Sunday (laughs) the eighth.
1: I think that's what I'm going to be doing. I like that. That sounds right. That's the way to do it. It's so great talking to you. I know. And then the last thing is looking up events and things. I have a couple of friends with uh, like beer bars or tasting rooms in the city. They don't know how to sign up for cider cider week. So if they're going to do an event, let's just say I have a small bar tasting room. If I have a, do I have to have a New York state cider? Involved? Can I just pour tastes of a cider um, and put it in as an event for Cider Week?
4: Um, ideally, it will be a New York State New York State cider, Jimmy. Honestly, but you know we're here to celebrate cider, so <laughs> um, so you can go then, so you can I, go to the Cider Week uh, um, website and if you scroll down on the calendar of events on the bottom, submit your event. So there's a link you can submit. You know we want to celebrate you know, restaurants, bars, retail shops that, you know, pour, pour New York cider. And if they want to create an event or offer the ciders or highlight their menu with ciders, um, the ciders that they pour, please submit an event and let's, you know, let's celebrate.
1: That's great. It's 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 just, there's so much to do. And it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. Um, Wow, Rachel, thank you so much for, for joining me here on Heritage Radio Network. And I have a feeling we'll be back. Uh, this fall with, with Scott Ramsey and talk more about New York cider. Um Big thanks to Scott as well, joined us earlier on. Thanks to our engineer, Armin Spengen. And I'm Jimmy Carboni. We'll catch you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. All right.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy.
1: Beer Sessions Radio is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org
4: slash subscribe.